is it's me it's trg the rambling gambler a vest wearing ring baron son of a salesman i'm told that in numerology the number 32 is witty and adventurous that's a lot for an episode to live up to but let's see if episode 32 of our casino combat podcast can be witty and adventurous Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, Mia and her ghostly animal friends, do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know your local problem gambling hotline number, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you. We will make it available to you. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in fact. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items, unrelated outcomes may be omitted to... In the interest of brevity and clarity. Hmm. So, what what would be some witty and adventurous things to include in episode 32? Not sure if this is witty or adventurous exactly, but I have a moment of casino wisdom for you this week that is fun and focused. Kind of witty and adventurous adjacent, I guess. I've got a long teach as part of the travel segment this episode, so I'm not going to do a core concept segment. I'm just going to do a longer travel segment. And I thought I'd use the VIP lounge to talk some today about gambling (laughs) superstitions. Easy for me to say. I thought I'd talk in the VIP lounge about some gambling superstitions and one of my own. Yes, I have some gambling superstitions, despite my attachment to facts and numbers. For me, there are some superstitions that should be enjoyed because they are part of the history of gambling and they should be respected. You probably know the podcast basics, but if you do, you know I'm going to remind everyone anyway, most episodes, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome, and here's what's going on. There are games in the podcast, they're explained in detail in episode 22. There are prizes, there have been winners, and you're welcome to play. Our podcast is active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you're welcome to participate by liking, reviewing, sharing, subscribing, all that social media stuff. There is a Casino Combat YouTube channel. And more importantly, there is a boot camp. Boy, I am all over today, folks. There is a boot camp playlist that covers all the core concepts in small, easy segments. I have a slot strategy that follows most of the principles of casino combat, everything but that part about playing a game with a very low house advantage, which means it shouldn't work, but it does over and over and over and over. Mrs. TRG played half a dozen slot machines this weekend and left every machine with more money than she started with. You can get a copy free by sending me an email via trg at casinocombat.com. Spell combat with a K and include the words slot tactics in the subject line. S-L-O-T space T-A-C-T-I-C-S. I'll email you a link to download the book. For, look, everybody, free is free. You know, um, I'm not going to upsell you. I'm not going to downsell you or ask you to pay for shipping. Just email me and I'll email you a link. I guarantee it is worth at least what you pay for it. And you can delete the download file for a full refund if you think it's garbage. Once a week, I'm the public voice of our Casino Combat podcast. But even before I even owned a microphone, our podcast was shaped and sharpened by Gabriel, the world's smartest man, my wife, and my adult children. It was focused by conversations over drinks with the Maharaja of Money and the world's kindest man. Our podcast is created and evolved when you interact with it by emailing or posting on social media or sharing what you know and do. So I wanted to share with you an illustration of how that process all works, how it all occurs. 
I've just started to get to know the newest member of the inner circle, the master of detail, second to the ring. One of the things he shared with me is that some slot machines do actually have a payout cycle that you can take advantage of. I've had an opportunity to understand and verify what he told me, and I wanted to share it with all of you. There's a slot machine called Scarabs, and in the lower right corner, there is a counter that says X of 10, and each time you spin, X gets larger by 1. When you reach spin 10 of 10, a wild card bonus spin will occur, and the counter will reset to 0. The MOD explained that some people don't understand the spin counter, and they walk away with it sitting at 8 or 9 out of 10. As long as you play the same wager size that they were playing, the counter will not reset, and you will receive the bonus spin. Now, Mrs. TRG and I found some of these machines on our travels over the weekend, and we kept an eye on them. We didn't get a chance to win anything significant with this technique, but now, thanks to the MOD, we know to check every time we walk by. And now you also know to keep an eye out for these machines and what to look for. And our collective ability as a group, team, squad, I don't know, pick a word, our ability to be better at the game of casino gambling has gotten a bit of an upgrade. So, thanks to the Master of Details for knowing and sharing that detail with us. If you know of similar machines or similar techniques, you know I'm always interested. And you know I'll also share it with the entire group, team, squad, whatever we are, I don't know. Um, so with that little tidbit, let's take a moment and then share some casino wisdom. So we have a new casino wisdom this week. Casino wisdom number 37. Have fun, but pay attention to the details. Okay, I'm hoping this will be the witty part, by the way. We'll see. Um, I often draw a distinction between gambling for profit, which is what I do, and gambling for fun, which is not to throw shade at gambling for fun. Nothing wrong with that. I just prefer to gamble for profit. There's been a recurring theme in one of the online groups that I'm in for the past month or so, which highlights all of this for me. The group receives advice requests daily on how to inexpensively enjoy Las Vegas. The most common response to this question is to determine before the trip how much money you're going to lose while gambling. Divide it by the number of days you will be in Vegas and put each day's money in its own envelope. Each day, take one envelope with you and gamble with it until it's gone. So, the assumption here is that a good way to have fun in Las Vegas is to gamble until you've lost all the money you can afford to lose. You just need to make sure you don't gamble more than you can afford to lose. Look, that mindset leads to losing everything you can afford. That's what you're pre-programming yourself to do. Think about it. I've got an envelope of $100 to lose today. I have no plan for how to win before I stop gambling. My only plan is to stop gambling for the day when I've lost the entire 100 So I walk up to a slot machine, put in $20, and win 100 on the first spin. What is my plan? Play until I lose everything and stop gambling for the day. And I'll drink and I'll party, and I know I won't lose more than $100. I'll have fun, but I won't win. I don't have a plan to win. This is horrible advice, but it's given out over and over and over in this group. Okay, so a casino wisdom ideally combines knowledge or information about casinos with an action that helps us be better at winning the game of casino gambling. We know that gambling is fun. Have fun, but pay attention to the details. The casino wisdom that we're talking about uses that knowledge to remind us of an action 
using casino combat and paying attention to the details even while we're having fun. Playing for a win, not just playing till we lose it all. Look, you know all the details I'm talking about. The core concepts, the other casino wisdoms, all the things that tell us to be accountable in some way, all of those details that, that I've been talking about, that we've been talking about, we need to have fun. We should have fun. Doing this side hustle for a profit and a casino lifestyle, it's supposed to be fun. It should be fun. I mean, I consider comp hotel rooms and meals fun. I consider all the other comps and gifts fun. I consider the profits fun. I assume that those are also fun for all of you. If those are not fun for you, thank you for listening. And maybe drop me a note and let me know why you listen so that I can deliver what it is you're here to, to, to get. I mean, maybe I misunderstand why you're here. I mean, unless you're just laughing at me and treating this as comedy, which is, by the way, fine too. I mean, I get paid the same either way. Anyway, in addition to thinking about a better answer than gamble till you lose all your money for the day, this was on my mind this week for another reason. Mrs. TRG and I did some gambling together, and we're not, we were not going to be driving anywhere, so we did our fair share of partying and having fun. We had an absolute blast, but we were also paying attention to the details. I was recording the wins, the losses, the expenses, the comps, the gifts. So the fun was all happening within the context of casino combat because we were paying attention to the details. Still using our exit points, using my slot strategies to make money on slot machines, all the things that get discussed here every week. I was hoping to do a full reveal of this in the next week or so. I really am. I even held up publishing this episode of the podcast hoping I could do a full reveal this week but I'm still waiting on an approval for something that I want to share. So just kind of a little partial reveal. My process has always been to keep running notes in my phone about all our transactions with a casino and then enter that information in a spreadsheet that provides results for the current month. Then I save the spreadsheet each month. Well, I've developed an app that automates most of that process, most of what it takes to pay attention to the details. I use the app to quickly enter things as they happen, the app updates my spreadsheet in the cloud. I can look at the details for the trip quickly at any time. Look, fingers crossed, I'm hoping to be able to offer the app to all of you very shortly. But in the meantime, regardless of how you are recording your results, remember, when you're in a casino, casino wisdom number 37. Have fun, but pay attention to the details. I gambled this week, and Mrs. TRG and I rambled and gambled. It was a busy week. I didn't have time to bleed. So let's go do that travel segment. As I said in the open, often the travel segment is how I share my results and some observations about casinos. But I have something to teach from those observations today as well, and we'll get to that in a minute. My first bit of gambling this week was very minor. I was at that client near an MGM slot parlor, so I stopped and played my free play and picked up a little cash. Since that's the start of a three-casino route, and I had various comps at all of them, I just continued on the route and picked up some additional free cash and a food comp at the next casino. And I finished up at my local casino for a small amount of free play and a tiny, little, small, absurdly small gift card. Yeah, they got me, folks, and I feel stupid. I, I really did. I felt stupid afterwards. You see, as I was leaving the MGM slot parlor, I got a notice that I was being given a gift 
uh, a free gift card at my local casino that day. I already had some free slot slot play available, but it was such a small amount that I wasn't going to make the trip. When I when I walked into MGM's place, I was thinking it was just going to be a, a two-casino crawl. Um, and then I get this notice, and the fact that I had already started the process convinced me to go ahead and hit all three and, and get this gift card. I was certain that the gift card wouldn't be very big, but I figured it was at least a half a tank of gas. I mean, I just couldn't imagine anything else. Look, anyway, it, was, it should have been more than enough to cover the day's travel, both for my real job and for the side hustle. Okay, I should have remembered who I was dealing with here. I should have remembered which casino property was involved. The gift card was for $5. And because of the circumstances, they are mailing everything. So this is like the free dollar slot play comp, right? Someone sat in an office and put in the time and energy to have the IT team use the app to notify me. And since I bothered to take the time to show up, they are now paying for a $5 gift card and the mailer and the envelope and the post-it to mail, postage to mail it to my house. And an already struggling mail system is going to try to get me that mail sometime probably in the next three months. This was a huge waste of everyone's time, efforts, and resources from my point of view. But I did win some cash with the free slot play, and I won about a day's pay between a quick run at the blackjack tables and a slot machine that I played on the way out. The entire trip from the client to my home took about 90 minutes, which is roughly 45 minutes longer than just driving home would have, would have been. A day's pay, a gift card, and a food comp in exchange for 45 minutes of light effort. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Clearly... This is the side hustle part, though, right? It's not the lifestyle part, but that's a fun and efficient way to, to acquire some additional cash. And this is always about acquiring that additional cash or about acquiring cash for a short period of time, as you're about to hear. The next day was more of a lifestyle day, honestly. I met Gabriel for some bourbon and conversation near my local casino and then stopped in for a little while. I was lucky enough to get a seat at a table with Trucker Mike and spend some time with him. Our lesson today comes from the time I spent playing blackjack with him and another gentleman. Now, the purpose of this narrative is to help anyone and everyone who wouldn't have known the end of the story well before it happened. Hopefully, people can learn from our experiences and avoid the disaster that I'm about to describe. But this story is not intended to belittle or ridicule anyone. Often, experienced people can avoid disasters because they've experienced it a few times in their own lives. So as I narrate this for you, keep in mind that our story has a hero, and I'm on his side, and I'm not making fun of him. So when I join Trucker Mike, the third person at the table is the star of our tale. He is a young man struggling to stay in the game. Despite the fact that this is a $25 table, he is using his resources, a couple $100 chips, and a couple of green $25 chips to bet $100 on the main bet, and $25 on a side bet. So basically, because of the way he's playing, he has enough money for two hands. Unless he wins, he will need more funds. And from his demeanor, it doesn't look to me like he has much in the way of additional funds available to him. He's in that kind of frantic, I have to win to keep gambling kind of behavior that I often see. Our star gets down to his last two black chips, and only has those because he won the previous $100 bet while losing the $25 side bet. So he decides to go with $100 on each bet. All in, all done. No going down to green and grinding things out for our hero. 
he's just all in. But he gets a winning hand on the side bet, and it pays him $1,000. Our hero's main bet is a blackjack. He's happy. He's ecstatic. He is hugging anyone and everyone without asking and screaming, F COVID, I don't care about social distancing. He is so happy. We're all happy for him. Everything is great. Dealer's happy. Floor's congratulating him. He plays and wins one more hand and decides to call her up. He's leaving. As I said, we're congratulating him. Our star went from struggling to a nice win, and he's so happy. Everybody's happy. And when he gets colored up, he has an orange chip and three black chips. A $1,000 chip and three $100 chip. He's standing up. He's walking away. There he goes. One step, two steps, three steps. And our hero is back in the game. Just until those three black chips are gone, he says. And Trucker Mike's looking at me. And I'm looking at him, and this is set up for a gambling disaster. Okay, well, look, not a disaster, a blunder maybe, a rookie mistake. But for the sake of this narration, I'm going to call it a gambling disaster. Our star wins a hand at $100 and makes a $200 bet on the next hand. He gets a pair of sixes against a dealer's four, so he needs to split. So that's $400 wagered. He's playing two hands. And he gets another six, which needs to be split to create a total of three hands. But he doesn't have enough money in black chips to make that bet. So out comes the $1,000 chip. Out comes the big orange, don't get them very often chip. The rest of the $1,300 amazing hug-worthy win he was going to leave with. So three hands, $600 is what's on the table. And now... I know just from the frequent glances my way that Trucker Mike knows where this is going to end up. Just like I'm sure I know where it's going to end up. The next card is a 4 or a 5. Don't know, but he needs to double. That's $800 so far, everyone. And Trucker Mike whispers, I think this is going to make the podcast. And I nodded and said, it sure looks like it. And the card our young star gets on his double creates a hard total of 15 or 16. Nothing good. The next hand also needs to be doubled. Another 200 bucks, another card that makes another poor hand. We're at $1,000, no good hands, and Trucker Mike and myself are pretty sure we can predict the future at this point. The dealer has an 8 under the 4 for 12, but draws another 6 for 18, and our young star loses every wager. He makes one more $200 bet, loses, and leaves the table. Head down, defeated, and all that joy, all that energy, all that hug-worthy wonderfulness is gone. Trucker Mike says, I didn't know how, but I was sure when he sat back down that things probably wouldn't end well. And I said, I knew it too. We've done this enough to avoid the mistake ourselves and see what is about to happen to others. I left the table a few minutes later. I hit a negative exit and lost about a day's pay. You see, I did a partial rebuy at the end of a shoe. I almost recovered and then took a bigger loss than I would have liked. Basically, I lost what I had won the day before. But anyway, I was making some notes after I left the table when Trucker Mike walks by and says that he left too and he was looking forward to hearing the podcast version of the events when he listened this week. And I said, yep, no way it wouldn't make the podcast. It was going to be in this episode for sure. Let's be honest, the reason that my friend Trucker Mike and I could see this coming in slow motion was that we've done the same or something similar once or twice over the years. In fact, this podcast exists 
to help others benefit from those experiences. I regularly mention that in my opinion, the best practice is to get out of the mental gambling space even for 10 or 15 minutes when you reach a winning or losing endpoint. Get an ice cream, check your email, anything, whatever. Just get out of that mental space. Then decide to get back into a table and at what buy-in and at what wager size. The star of our tale didn't know to do that, or if he knew, he didn't follow through. Also, when we talk about our blackjack wagers or wagering systems to be used with blackjack, I try to always mention that you shouldn't make a wager larger than your bankroll can afford, because you don't want a combination of splits and doubles to wipe you out. Our star didn't know about that one either. At least it wouldn't appear he didn't know. I always talk about exit points to manage leaving a table either because you've won enough or because you've lost enough. Even if you decide to sit back down later, that's just a good practice. Our star didn't know about exit points either. But I said that I wasn't ridiculing or deriding our star, and I'm not. I feel terrible for him. I wanted to put my arm around him and say, it's okay, we've all done it. The key is learning and avoiding it next time. I wanted to hand him a card and say, please, listen to this podcast. I'll teach you. You don't have to make all these mistakes on your own. I'll teach you. But I didn't. He didn't need me butting in. But I did bring the lesson to all of you. If you've not had this happen to you, or you wouldn't have expected this outcome as Trucker Mike and I did, I hope next time you will also see the disaster before it happens. Oh, I almost forgot, actually. As a bonus to this little trip back to my local casino, however briefly, an ally who had listened to the podcast the last few weeks and heard my comments about needing to manage parking now stopped by and gave me a copy of their fourth tier, their their really good card, and said they knew I wouldn't misuse it and they wanted me to have a parking solution. Allies are important. Be one when you can and appreciate the ones you have when you can't. So I hope that was informative, but the goal is witty and adventurous. Well, Mrs. TRG and I did have an adventure this week, a really great adventure. She had a day off on Monday, and Monday was my birthday, so we did a two-night trip, five and a half hours south and west to that Caesars property that we really love, the one that is handling room service well, has a VIP lounge open, safe, that we can enjoy, We had a partial comp the first night and a full comp on Sunday night. We both got a bit of money to gamble with and some imaginary money added to our accounts to use for meals. Our first day of gambling was solid. We both managed long runs at tables before leaving with meaningful wins. Mrs. TRG went three for three on slot machines. In fact, getting a bit ahead of myself here, she didn't have a losing slot machine all weekend. And every time she considered bailing on a machine before finishing my strategy, she pushed through and the strategy ended up delivering a win. When Sunday night ended, we had a profit after expenses of two days pay for the week, not for the trip, for the week. Since the casino combat week normally ends on Saturday, I'll hold our results for Sunday and Monday until the next episode of our podcast. But a really solid week, a mix of winning and losing tables, a profit after expenses, plenty of gifts and comps, and more lifestyle than side hustle, and a couple great lessons about how to do casino combat. Before we move on from talking about travel, you may recall that at the beginning of the year, as a family, my family and I looked at various offers and laid out a plan for January and February. The birthday trip was part of that plan. The other trip that came out of that family planning session is coming up in a couple weeks. My youngest son had enough airline miles to fly the two of us free to Las Vegas from a credit card he uses. 
And so he suggested we make a trip and that I'll use my comps and he'll use his free flight and, and we'll go spend a, spend a weekend in Las Vegas. So my host Randall has arranged for Flamingo to comp us a two-bedroom suite for that weekend. This is very much the lifestyle part of the side hustle, both the birthday getaway and the Las Vegas trip. I'm going to do some gambling with my son, and I'll have results for you and some tall tales, I'm sure. In fact, he's going to dip his toes in the water and try some casino combat for himself. But that's going to be that trip's going to be more of a father-son trip with sightseeing, and that more than it is a, like a pure gambling trip. And that will cover probably multiple episodes as well when I get back. So that's a bit of a look at what's coming next. And as always, reality podcasting. We're all going to kind of find out the outcome at roughly the same time. It is very superstitious and the writing's on the wall. So let's go find out what that's about in the VIP lounge. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Come on in. Welcome to the VIP lounge. I did take down the Christmas decorations, but I made sure the virtual bottles are full. We have both kinds of water uh still and sparkling as well as both soda and pop they are both handcrafted and artisanal this week but from different bottlers so i hope that counts you know i'd love to buy you a drink the way that works is if you're in a casino having a drink take a picture of some combination of yourself and or the drink post it on the social media platforms we're on tag us and shout us out we're on the lookout for those pictures when we see them we'll get in touch with you and send you the price of a good drink at my local casino, which is $7. We'll do that by way of PayPal or Venmo. If you'd like to buy me a drink, go to anchor.fm slash casinocombat and click on the donate link. Send whatever you think you're comfortable with, and the next time I'm in a casino, I'll take a picture of the drink you bought and shout you out on social media as a thank you for buying me a drink. Okay, virtually, I'll always buy you a drink. I'll buy you two or three. Pour yourself something... If you've not already, I'm going to do a red blend this week, I think. I've always found gambling superstitions interesting, and there are certainly plenty of them. Unlucky numbers, not walking in the front door of a casino, um, not sitting at a table with your ankles crossed. Uh, Gabriel tries to use $700 as his craps buy-in every time because he feels like it's lucky. Even though the math says $750 is probably a, a better starting number, he goes with 700 out of a superstition. And it may seem out of character for me to be interested in superstitions. I'm pretty much a numbers and math guy, a logic and rational approach to gambling guy. So here's the thing for me. I see knowing and respecting historically historical gambling superstitions as respecting the traditions of what I do. In fact, there is one gambling superstition that I am very rigorous about. And I assume some of you know this. But most casinos in North America don't hand out $50 bills from the cage or change machines because $50 bills are considered bad luck. There are a few stories as to why that's true, and no good evidence for any of the stories, but it does seem to have started as a poker superstition in the 50s and spread to general gamblers in Las Vegas from there, and then more generally to the population at large. In fact, Bugsy Siegel, the, the man who... Uh, started the Flamingo Hotel and Casino for the Mob, was supposed to have had three $50 bills in his pockets and nothing else when he was murdered. And that makes sense, since mobsters in Las Vegas in the 1950s are supposed to have put $50 bills in the jacket pocket of murder victims, taking all other money, so the Las Vegas police would know not to ask questions. 
So I respect Bubsy's place in the history of Las Vegas, and I respect the history of gambling in general, so I don't handle $50 bills, if at all possible. If I end up with one outside of a casino, I change it out as quickly as possible. I don't carry $50 bills into a casino if I can help it, and if it somehow randomly happens, I do not gamble with them. I turn them into smaller bills at the bill changer before I do anything else. I've even been known to leave a table if someone buys in with $50 bills. (laughs) Okay, look, usually I was about to leave anyway, and that's just the final thing, but I avoid $50 bills. Now, obviously, I know that the type of paper money carried around isn't going to change the outcome of anything, and I don't really believe in luck, good or bad, but I do believe in respecting the traditions of gambling and the uniqueness of gambling. So that's my major gambling superstition. If you have one... I encourage you to drop me a note and let me know about yours. There are nine casino chips in this episode if you're playing that game. Tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. Don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I do hope you understand I was born a rambling man. If you have questions, send them to questions at casinocombat.com. If you have techniques to share, send them to what I do at casinocombat.com. Don't forget, we spell combat with a K. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.